This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The papal visit to Canada was seen by many as an important step on the path to reconciliation. But did Pope Francis's apology for the Catholic Church's role in residential schools go far enough? And in the grand scheme of things, does it make a difference? I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Doug Cuthand, Indigenous Affairs columnist for the Saskatoon Star Phoenix and Regina Leader Post, joins me to discuss the significance of the visit, what the church needs to do now, and what role the federal government has to play going forward. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Doug, in advance of the papal visit in July, there was a lot of anticipation. There were a lot of questions about what the Pope would say when he was in Canada. Talk of whether or not there'd be an apology, an appropriate, fulsome apology. Looking back to before the papal visit, what were you anticipating would happen or what were your thoughts going into this visit? Well, we had the papal visit beforehand where our people went over and uh, met uh, the Pope in the Vatican. And at that time, he apologized for the excesses of others, the staff and this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. There was never an apology or a, even an indication that they were uh, going to uh, go back on the whole idea of boarding schools to begin with. So that's the fundamental point of this whole thing was boarding schools were a travesty. Mm -hmm. There's no other way around it. I kind of had my fingers crossed, but I didn't think it was going to happen. The Vatican is a very complicated and almost a medieval institution. It's very difficult for them to go back on their word and criticize previous popes or administrations and that sort of thing. So, you know, I wasn't really expecting much more than what happened in the Vatican, actually, to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. And so as the trip drew closer and the Pope himself called it a penitential pilgrimage, there was more and more talk that there would actually be an apology here on Canadian soil. What was your thought as the Pope was at Mascochis in Alberta and he started to address the crowd who had assembled there? Well, first of all, I have a good feeling about this Pope. He, I'm not Catholic, by the way, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, he worked with the poor in the slums in Argentina. He's familiar with indigenous people. He's familiar with the doctrine of discovery because Argentina is a part of that. So yeah, I felt he had a, a better understanding of indigenous people and of what we've faced than, than previous uh, popes have. So, yeah, I felt comfortable. I didn't, I, I wasn't sure how far he was going to go with the apology. Uh, he did go a little bit further. He apologized more succinctly, I think. But it was still, he didn't go back to the fundamental evil of the institutions themselves. The fact that they shouldn't even exist. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, and I, I really wasn't expecting that because I just know They've danced around that for years, you know? Yeah. And as you said in your most recent column for the Stars Phoenix and the Leader Post, there are some who still maintain it wasn't a complete apology and it didn't go far enough. He didn't mention the doctrine of discovery and he was called out for that fact, right? <laughs> well, definitely. 
everything in the in the settlement or the uh, colonization of not only North America but Africa and parts of Asia all go back to the doctrine of discovery, which the Pope declared that Christians had a right to colonize the world and uh, do with it as they felt, up to and including the enslaved and the peoples. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, here's two things. First of all, if the doctrine of discovery was renounced, it would have a ripple effect all over the world. Because uh, basically, most of the world was victim of European colonization. But on the other hand, really, uh, the damage is done. What good does it do to, to apologize now? You can't undo this this thing. As, as I said in one column, I think you can't unscramble an egg. Mm-hmm. And that's really, it's built right into the fabric of all the uh, African nations and North and South American nations. So really what we have to do is sort of move on from here. One of the things that I was curious about, the Pope, he traveled to Alberta, he apologized in Alberta, he went to Quebec, he issued an apology in Quebec as well, but he didn't get to the notion that has been spoken about in Canada for years, this idea that it was an act of cultural genocide. And he didn't use that word until he was actually on the plane leaving the country. Would that have made the apology more substantive if he had acknowledged that while he was here? Oh, yes, it definitely, definitely would have. The word genocide has been used by uh, the um, Mission and Murder Indigenous Women's Commission and uh, by other commissions. And I even heard one of the cabinet ministers use it not too long ago. And I've always pussyfooted around that word because if you overuse some of these words, they begin to lose their, their uh, edge. Mm-hmm. The genocide that I learned of was the Holocaust. And there was genocide in, in the Americas on Indian people. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But it's a word you have to be very careful uh, throwing about. Yeah. I don't use it very often myself. Now, looking at the reaction to the visit amongst the Indigenous community in Canada, and you state in your column, you know, the Indigenous peoples aren't homogenous. There are very different reactions to the apology. There are some who are very glad that the Pope came and there were some who felt, as we talked about, that it didn't go far enough. There was a lot of controversy around Wilton Littlechild gifting Pope Francis, I believe his grandfather's headdress. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the of the reaction? And is it as you expected there there would be people who would see this as a very positive thing and an act of reconciliation and that there would still be people who felt that this didn't go far enough or embracing the Pope in a positive light kind of spit on the graves of children who were at these residential schools. Like I said, we're not a homogeneous group. A number of our people are very devout, not only in the Catholic Church, but other churches. And uh, they practice the religion and everything, uh, daily. And so I wish them well. Uh, good for them. But then the contrasts, I would go on social media, and uh, there are some people just vociferous about the, about the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And they accuse the Pope of being a child molester and all this sort of stupid stuff, you know? They go way off the the, the other end of the spectrum. And uh, there's middle ground. Uh, some of our people practice both Christianity and traditional religion. There are others that are purely Catholic or Christian, and others that wouldn't touch a Christian church with a 10-foot pole. So it's a very mixed bag out there. I found that with uh, uh, none of our people growing up outside the reserve and outside the culture in the uh, in, you know in urban areas, there's some of the most uh, anti-pope statements came from them. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> quite interesting. We'll be right back. 
This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, the Pope has gone home, he's gone back to the Vatican. We're left kind of in a bit of a limbo here in Canada. I've, I've noticed that since the, the Pope left, there hasn't been as much commentary as I thought there would have been in the discourse in this country about what happens next. I guess first, you know, I want to address something that you pointed out in your columns and you've kind of alluded to during our conversation is this idea that does it really matter? Does the apology in the grand scheme of things, even though it may address some concerns and may address some of these ills, does it do anything? Does an apology help us move forward at all? And I get the sense that you're kind of leaning towards, no, it, it doesn't do that. Yeah, I think if there was a complete apology, there'd be a, you know, a real feel-good movement that people would be happy. But we're going to go back to the same problems we had. These people that suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder from being in, in a residential school. Mm-hmm. People who uh, who uh, self-medicate using drugs and alcohol. And, uh, you know, just uh, the lateral violence that exists in our communities. These are all products of an upbringing in a boarding school. You just can't erase that. Even if there was a complete non-equivocal apology, you'd say, okay, now what do we do next? Like, you've got to move on. You've got to uh, start to heal yourself. And uh, i got to say, uh, our, our people have been on a healing journey for about three decades now uh, of some sort. You know, yeah. Some have completed it, and some are still working on it. But it's a, um, a fact of life in Indian country now. Uh, and that's the first step. You know, not, not living in denial. They're working on themselves to get better. So, you know, gradually, over time, this will pass. I'll give you an example. There were a group of people once that were forced off the land, pushed into cities, lost their way of life. They turned to alcohol. It was an enormous uh, period of heavy drinking and this sort of thing. And what I'm describing is uh, Britain during the Industrial Revolution. Mm -hmm. There were enormous social issues at that time. I'm not making light of it, but these things happen to all groups that are displaced and uh, disenfranchised like this. Yeah. We're not alone in this in this thing. Moving past the apology for the Catholic Church, what does it have to do as an institution both in Canada but also globally? I, you know, I know there's been talk of court settlements that the church has to make and the possibility of addressing the doctrine of discovery. Like from your perspective, what can the church do to help continue this healing journey? Well, I think they need to be uh, partners with us. And they have to uh, get on that healing journey, too, because they need that healing journey. Uh, you know, they've got to face the fact that some of these priests and nuns and uh, other churches, child care workers and whatnot, abuse the children physically and spiritually and uh, mentally and uh, sexually, you know. So they've, they've got to come to that that conclusion and then start to, you know, look at themselves. So I think we need to be partners in this if we're going to move ahead. Uh, one side just can't say, gee, I feel sorry for you guys and sorry it happened, but uh, mm-hmm. and then go on separate ways. That's really not the answer. 
Uh, there's a lot of talk about church property and things like this. I have mixed feelings about that. I feel that the church should invest in maybe healing lodges, maybe uh, you know different kinds of institutionals to help our people. I really don't like the idea of just passing out money. Uh, that doesn't work. It didn't work before and hasn't worked, you know, won't work now. We have to spend the money on the healing itself. You know, we've got to go right into things like the jails and the penitentiaries and whatnot and do some serious, you know, rehabilitation work, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Just passing out money is not the answer. Through all of this, there was a lot of talk about what the church did and, and what the Pope was accounting for in his apology. But we also have a federal government that had involvement in creating this system of residential schools. And while I know that there's been an apology from the federal government, there's still a lot the federal government can do to address some of the lingering harms, the lingering trauma, and taking steps toward reconciliation. What would you like to see come out of this for the federal government? What would you like to see the prime minister and his government do going forward? Well, like I said, I think they should be partners with us the same way the church is. And they've got to start putting money into rehabilitative services. And we really need to focus on things like education and employment. Like As long as people are unemployed or as people are underemployed, they're not going to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And really, being your own boss is, is a beautiful thing. But a lot of our people aren't. They live on, they're tied to welfare, they're tied to or some institution or something like that. And yeah, it's it's very debilitating for our people. The history of the boarding schools is that basically the government handed it over handed over education to the churches and it was a win win. They both got what they wanted. Government got off cheap and uh churches got a steady stream of converts. You know, we were really left out of the whole equation. Is there anything in the short term that you would like to see the federal government do, whether it's lobby for some of these documents that are in the possession of the the Catholic Church, whether it's, you know, setting up further, and I hate using the word commission because I know we've seen commission on commission on commission, but in trying to work toward that partnership, is there anything they can do in the short term to indicate that they're willing to be partners? Well, I definitely think they can work to lobby these churches and get some of these documents released. I think the federal government has documents too that should be released. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they could also make money available for us to establish uh, healing centers and things like that. The Lacrange Band right here just put up a beautiful healing lodge, and uh, I think they got they got some money from the federal government to do it. We need more of that kind of thing. Yeah, where we can bring people in and uh, heal not just the individual but the families and then the, the whole community. You know, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what really has to be done. Well, I know it's a story that will continue in this country as we look to move forward from the papal apology, and we'll follow it as needed. Doug, thanks for your time. Oh, you're very welcome. 10.3 is produced by Sean Knox, theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Doug Cuthand. More from him at thestarphoenix.com or leaderpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.